Hello, this is F1 Indie Girls with Soraya and Sherelle. We are two girls who love Formula One and dating car. Let's get right into our Red Bull season recap. What a year from Red Bull. They had a really good season. I don't think there was, what, maybe one race, Singapore, that they didn't do good at. But other than that, they dominated this whole season. Yeah, they really have. Um, I think you're right. Singapore is the only race that they didn't win. And it's been crazy to kind of just watch that dominance. And they posted a picture. I mean, as of us filming it, it was today. <laughs> It'll be a while once you guys hear this. But of Max and Checo with the RB19 and all the trophies they've gotten this year. And it is... A ton of trophies. So many. And that's including constructors' trophies in there. Yeah. And the few that Lando broke. (laughs) (laughs) I saw one that Lando broke and it made me laugh and remember. Um, I have, I don't know, there's not a lot to say. They just dominated. Max broke a bunch of records. Checo had an... Iffy middle season, good start of the season, good end to the season, rough middle. Overall, ended up having a good season with Red Bull in general. They just, yeah, what a dominant car they have. There's not a whole lot more to say. <laughs> no. So for these episodes, we've decided to kind of, we'll go into, yes, the season and we'll kind of go into that a little bit more with like some of the records that Max broke and different things but we also want to talk about kind of the teams and their history um how they got into F1 and that type of thing so we'll kind of jump back into Red Bull's history so they became a team in 2005 after um they purchased the former Jaguar racing team. Um, Christian Horner was made team principal that year. He, he was the youngest team principal in F1. Um, and I think at this point, he still is the youngest that they've ever had. Um, and so in their first season, actually not just the first season, in their first two races as a team, they scored more points than the former Jaguar racing team had scored the whole season beforehand, which I think is just crazy and kind of sad. It kind of just shows that they started off, you know, that Red Bull team started off pretty dominant, and they've just only continued to grow in dominance. Yeah. I think they've obviously definitely had their ups and downs, but they've always been a strong team since they started. They, I think, started on a good foundation and just kind of worked their way up from there. Um, so their first podium came in 2006, the Monaco GP, um, David Coulthard um, podiumed in that race. And so that was their first podium. Um, but they didn't have any wins or anything for a few years. Um, and then Adrian Newey, obviously the genius behind, 
the RV19. He has been with the team since he came in in 2006, and he started working on their 2007 car, so the RB3. Um, and that's kind of what really moved them into the midfield. Um, they moved up into fifth um, that year. Um, the next year was a little bit rough for them. They slid back kind of back down the order to seventh. But then in 2009, there was a change in regulations. And with that change, they also had driver changes at Red Bull. They brought on Sebastian Vettel once David Coulthard left. And they obviously still had Adrian Newey there. But that was kind of their winning formula there for a while. Um, they went on to get their first win. Sebastian Vettel gave them their first win. And it was actually a 1-2 for them at the Chinese Grand Prix. So, kind of cool that their first win happened to be a 1-2. Um, let's see what else. They went on to win a few more times that year in 2009, but did not end in... They didn't end up getting the Constructors or the Drivers' Championship. They did become second, though, that year. Um, and then in 2010, is kind of where things really took off for Red Bull. They, um, from the beginning, both drivers were in the, in the fight for that championship. Oops. And... So, obviously, they were both getting lots of points. And by the penultimate race of the season in Brazil, they had gotten the Constructors' Championship. And by the, so I guess, the final race of the year, they had both drivers kind of in contention for the Drivers' Championship. Um, Sebastian Vettel ended up winning it and became the youngest um, Drivers' Champion World champion. World champion, there you go. In <laughs> F1, which is a record that he still holds as being the youngest. Um, and then, obviously, that success continued through 2013. Um, so, 2011, 2000, 2010 through 2013. Those four years, they won both the Constructors and the Drivers Championships. Um 2014, there was a change in power unit regulations and kind of took them back down the order a little bit. Um, and they felt went all the way down to... So fourth. 2015, they went all the way down to sixth Six. in the championship. Um, and then 2016... They, you know, started out with both Daniel Ricardo and Danny Kvyat on their team, which had been the same drivers as 2015. And then midway through that 2016 season, they replaced Danny Kvyat with Max Verstappen. 
who won that first race he did with Red Bull. And at the end of that year, they were second in the Constructors Championship, which is where they ended up staying every year until they won their next Constructors Championship in 2022. So that's kind of a brief history about the team. And Max has been with them ever since 2016, and he hasn't left, and I don't see him leaving, considering what he has a... His contract through 2028, so he probably won't be leaving anytime soon. I think as long as they continue to be successful, he will probably stay there until he retires. I honestly don't see him leaving for any reason. It's crazy. They've gone through several other drivers. They had, what... Danny, they had Albon, they had Gasly at a point. Yeah. They've had Checo. They still have Checo. Um, am I forgetting anybody? Um, no, I think over the last few years it's just been... Yeah. I think know, that's but... basically all that they have had since um, 2016. Um, Albon got replaced halfway through his season... I know that much. Um, so let's see. No, Gasly, Gasly was halfway. Was halfway. Albon replaced him. Replaced him and then through. he had a year and a half of the team, team. before Checo, Checo came replay. in. Came in. Yeah. Because then Gasly went down to AlphaTauri, which is theoretically still Red Bull in a way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they've had a pretty good, you know, decent history. Um, it wasn't like they were solid since. You know, they became a team. They had their ups and they had their downs, and now they're on this really, really high. And who It'll knows be how long? It's to see how long it goes on, because oh no, I had... feel like it's hard because we're like, oh yeah, the teams at the end of the season started to catch up a little bit, but you also have to realize Red Bull hasn't worked on this year's car since like August. They've been working on next year's car for quite a while, and so who knows what they will be bringing next year. Probably something huge like usual. (laughs) But I, I have you know just because I want them to, I would it would be nice if Ferrari and Mercedes could go and battle against Red Bull, but I feel like that's a very long shot. Yeah, it'll be definitely interesting to see if they can catch up at all. So, um, um on, again, oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead. Oh, I was just going to start with the breaking records. So if you have something else you want to add, go nope. for it. Okay. Nope, that's good. <laughs> Max this year broke so many records. I feel like there was at least every race towards the mid since like basically after summer break he had you know record after record being broken so we'll name some of them um he ended up with the most wins with 19 wins this year he's that was a new record um for most wins in the season breaking the previous record of 15 which lo and behold also set by max verstappen but that was set in 2022 and then he had the most podiums of the season, so that's third 
place, second place, and first place, um, with being on the podium at least 21 times in the season, which beat his previous record of 18 podiums in 2021. And then he had the most consecutive wins with uh, 10 wins in a row, breaking Sebastian Vettel's 2013 record of nine consecutive wins in a row. I think that's just crazy, especially, obviously, with Vettel having said that in 2013, like, it took a while for that record. And I'm sure it's going to take a while. It took 10 years for that record to be broken, and so it'll be interesting to see if that record is ever broken again. Broken like again. Someone can beat Matt's or if Max breaks it again, <laughs> like yeah. Steve Tenz. Honestly, that would like, probably be what happens if anybody breaks it. It'll probably be him. Him. Um, he also had the most wins from pole. Uh, he had twelve races starting from pole position, and in 2023, which is three more than the previous record of nine wins from pole set by. Nigel Mansell. Uh, Nigel Mansell in 1992, and then Sebastian Vettel also tied that in 2011. So that was the record that they both hold no longer anymore. Max has the most points in a whole season. I know we've said this several times, but he has a points to be a constructor by himself. With a whole whopping 575 points in a year which is 121 points more than a previous record of 454 from the previous um, year, also set by Max Verstappen. So he broke his own record. And then he also has the most hat-tricks, which is a pole win and fastest lap. He scored the hat-trick six different, on six different occasions in 2023, and that record was um uh previous record was five hashtags which was held by Ascari in 1952 and Michael Schumacher in 2004 which that obviously took yeah. years for someone to break well I think again is another one of those records that like is not easy to get it's a hat trick no to that means you have like, to you're completely pole. dominant in that race. Yeah. Like you have to get ever, pole. Yeah. You have to pull in qualifying, win from pole. Nobody ever lead a lap other than you. So that means you've you. built up enough time in between you and second place that you can pit and still come still out. Still come out in first and crazy also get the fastest lap that many times, six times, and it's not been done since two thousand four. But that record was also, you know, that one was also held by Ascari. They had Schumacher and Ascari. Both had five. They, um, Max Verstappen also had the biggest championship winning margin of two, what was it, finished in 2023 with a gap of 290 points from his teammate Checo, who only had 285 points. So, technically... He could have won the championship twice with his point rally of 575 points. <laughs> like, there wasn't, a, there wasn't a way Checo, like, even if he only, you know, it could have been Max, Max, and Checo. <laughs> In reality, if you split the 575 points, 
uh, which is crazy. Yeah. He also um, had the most laps led. Fettel had the record of 739 in 20 or 2011, and he completely shattered that record. He led 1,003 laps this year, which is also the first driver. So not only did he break that record, but he also was the first driver to lead over 1,000 laps in a single Formula One race. That's a lot of laps. That is a lot of laps to lead over a season. 1,003. And the previous one was well, 739. And then you look at like charts of like the amount that other people... <laughs> And they are, like, I think the next is, like, Checo with, like, I don't remember how many he had, but it's not very much. Not very much. <laughs> he didn't have very many. Yuki had five. <laughs> I know that much. Um, and then he also has the highest percentage laps led. He has, um, what is, oh, 75.7% per, of all laps this year which is a new record. The previous record was 71.5, held by Jim Clark in 1963. So another one that took several years <laughs> The fact beat. that that took 60 years to break. It's a lot of years. Oh, that's a lot. He also, <laughs> there's three more we have, but he also has the most sprint wins um and as the sprint has only been around for i think this is the second year that they've had sprint weekends i think third technically but like it was only like three the year yeah. before there wasn't very much in 2021 2022 and 2023 i feel like are the ones where they've had sprints actually been more of a thing um which so there hasn't really been a record for it, but now there is. He has won four out of the six sprint races held in the season. One of them was won by Piastri. The other one was won by... Um, Checo. Checo. Checo won the other sprint race. Also, with him, you know, having 575 points, he had the most consecutive points scored, which is... So it would be from whenever he last DNF'd last year all the way through the points he made this year because he scored every single race this year. Did he DNF? I don't remember what He race. didn't DNF at all this year. I know, I'm trying to remember what and so last it was. year... Ooh, I can't even remember when he last DNF'd. I don't know. It was at, like, I think the towards the beginning. Towards the beginning of last, last, year. last year. But he has... 1,004 consecutive scored points. Lewis Hamilton was the one who previously held that one, and that was 998. And that was from uh, Britain in 2018 to Bahrain in 2020. So that's two years of getting that, of getting 998. And Max did it in a year. Of getting a thousand and four, which is crazy. Yeah, that it took him two seasons because it was. I don't, and I don't can't remember. I'm like trying to think, but I don't remember what last race he DNF'd in. And the last one we have 
is most consecutive top two finishes. He has 15 tied with Michael Schumacher of 2020 or 2002. <laughs> I was sorry to make Schumacher win racing in 2020. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it's kind of crazy that really he was on pretty much in the top two. Well, obviously he run won all but three races. And those that he didn't win, he was pretty much on the podium like every time. So except for except for Singapore. Singapore. So really, there was one race where there wasn't a Red Bull on podium. Yeah, one race out of twenty two or twenty three races this season. Yeah, I'm blown. Just crazy. Max has absolutely dominated this season and i know a lot of people hated max for everything he's done but i i i am gonna admit it was annoying at times to be you know well i think it's like kind of like a natural reaction to be annoyed because obviously we want some of our favorites to win and we're like come on like someone else wasn't there like they could have wasn't there. Um, but I feel like it really has just been, when you look back at it, like an incredible year to watch. Um, just to see that level of dominance and see, you know, what a driver he is. Like, it's just kind of crazy to me. Like, I'm just happy I can say that I've witnessed a single man in one season break 11 records in one season set several new records that have never been even like thought of for instance the sprint wins yeah that one is on a record that anybody else held and even some of them's like he's just breaking his own records yeah and some of them are records that have haven't been broken in 60 years yeah I think it's just, yeah, again, crazy. And I think you, I think the other drivers realize, too, by the end of the season, like, just. There's no beating Max. There's no beating Max. I was just watching an Instagram reel about it where they're, like, you know, it's, like, clips of, like, you know, interviews and stuff. And they would ask, you know, about beating Max. And they are, like, yeah, there's not a chance, like. If he's having a good weekend, there's no way he'll pass us by, like, lap two if, you know, they were starting in front of him. Like, they all knew that there was no way they were going to win. You, yeah. Unless if Max DNFs or is in Singapore, you're not beating Max Verstappen. Yeah. But overall, I have to say congratulations to Red Bull. They did amazing this year. Um, as we said, Red Bull won all but one race. That includes the two Czech Opens we had in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's happened in a while, like a very long time. Yeah. That no, I don't think we've a really senior constructor has, has won. won all but one race. Okay, I'm curious to know you had to rate the Team's year, what would you rate it? Scale of 1 to 10. But then also the drivers. 
and we'll <coughs> try not to be biased here. Our <laughs> honest opinions of how we felt. I feel like I don't like have any went. bias against Red Bull. Like I, I don't know. I'm not as biased as you would be with Checo because I like Checo, but he's you know yes, he's not my favorite. Um, team rating, I would have to say, I want to give him like. A solid 10 out of 10. I feel like they didn't their I know. strategy. I feel like you have to give them a 10 <laughs> out of 10. They didn't have a bad strategy. They consecutively won races. They consecutively knew where to put that Red Bull. That Red Bull has been dominant. Like They really didn't do anything wrong throughout the year. And even with Checo not being dominant, it wasn't necessarily Red Bull's fault. You know? Mm-hmm. It wasn't the car... Yeah, there it was a few bad strategy calls was. on that one, but but overall, overall, I think it wasn't like it was consecutively bad strategies like Ferrari. No, no. yeah, <laughs> it's definitely not like <laughs> Ferrari. As I'm in my Ferrari sweatshirt, um, <laughs> Max, I can't but to help but get to also give him a ten out of ten once again, Mister Consistency, breaking records. He won all but three races, and the two that he didn't win, or the three that he didn't win, one, he wasn't even close to being on pole because Red Bulls just didn't suit, Singapore didn't suit Red Bull. Yeah. And the other two, he was still on podium for. Yeah. Checo just ended up beating him in Mm -hmm. two races. So I give him a 10 out of 10. Checo... I hate to do it to Checo, but I have to give him at least, I want to say six, seven. He didn't have the best year this year. Okay, we're on <laughs> that matching wave wings here. Um, that was kind of where I was thinking too, which is really hard for me to say. <laughs> I'm sure you know how hard that is for me to say. But it is true. And I feel like even, you know, I've seen him drive better, and so I will say this year was this year. And I feel like it's just a balance of trying to find that right spot with the car, and sometimes there's a few little strategy things that could have gone better. Um, But I feel like he was improving by the end of the year, and hopefully can continue that next year. I feel like the start of the year he was real good. He was on a high, and then just kind of came back from somewhere. As they, you know, made changes to the car, he talks about how it was just kind of went away from him, and he couldn't figure out what he was doing. And after some extra time spent with the team and stuff, trying to figure it out, they kind of figured it out. Figured it out, and so hopefully that you know can carry into next year, and they can just have a better year because <laughs> you look at where, like, points he scored last year compared to this year. He scored more points last year, even though he finished lower in the constructors. He actually scored more points last year. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. So, hopefully... Everyone else also did worse this year. So, except Max. (laughs) I feel like everybody but Max had... I feel like everybody just kind of... Like, obviously, there was a few drivers throughout the field that had done better than the previous year. But a lot of drivers, I feel like, a lot of drivers did, did worse do so good this year. So we'll kind of rate, do this rating on every team recap that we do. So hard. 
And obviously, the others will probably be not as easy as this one, just because <laughs> Red Bull has been so dominant. And so it's easy to say, oh, yeah, 10 out of 10, 10, 10 out, out of 10. 10. And, but yeah. we'll give you our honest opinions on all of them. We will. Um, Max ended the season with three-times world champion, giving the... Constructors, uh, Red Bull being a six times constructors champion, and Checo getting P two in the constructors um, first time, first time for the P2. team that they've had a one, one two, two in the constructors. So even though his year was not the best, he at he least still got him that. <laughs> got the P two. It was a very close battle with Hamilton. And throughout the season, whether it was Max or Checo, I'm pretty sure it was more Max than Checo, they ended up with 11 fastest laps yeah. throughout the season yeah. out of 23 races. 22 or 23 races. Yeah, I was going to say quite a few of them were Max. I, think I know Checo had a few, but I think a lot of them were Max. Matt, I think Checo had the couple that he won. Yeah. And then the rest of them were probably were Max's. Yeah, so he two. had two, and and they weren't Max the ones he won the... because no. the ones that he won, he won that. Did he win Australia? No, he no. won Saudi Arabia. Yeah, Joe got the fastest lap. That'll be something oh, yeah. to talk about later. But anyways, yeah. So he yeah. got two out of the eleven for. But yeah, and then they of course got the. Like DHL's award for fastest pit stops because again they do not have the fastest pit stop, but over the season they had a consecutive. They the average yeah was higher. They basically do the like drivers' points, but for teams with the pit stops, (laughs) pretty much is how it goes. And so it just shows that over the season. They more often had faster pit stops. Which is stupid because it should have been given to McLaren because they had a 1.8 second pit stop. Yeah. It's okay. They got an award from the Book of Guinness Book of World Records, so I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Red Bull does not deserve that. (laughs) I love Red Bull though, but love McLaren a little bit more. Yes. But overall, what a wonderful year for Red Bull. And I'm excited for the future for them. I think they will continually get better. Um, and I feel like all the other teams are going to have taken the data from you know Red Bull. They've looked at how Red Bull has been. And they've taken some pointers from Red Bull. And so it would be interesting to see what some of the other teams do as well next year. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though the season... Still have to wait, but I'm really, really excited. Um, Next week, we are going to go and do our Mercedes um, season recap. We're just going to go in order of the way they finish the championship Um, order. Some of them will be combined just because we, from here on, I think there's not... um, There's not enough weeks. There's not enough weeks before we hit the thing, which means... There's less than 10 weeks. <laughs> I think there's like two or two weeks that we combine a couple. So I think that 
lowers it a little bit, but that means there's less than 10 weeks till the season starts, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which is like happy because I am missing F1 oh, so much. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like, I don't know what to do with all my free time. Uh, I need the F1 back. I have been doing school or I was doing school. <laughs> when we record this, this is the day after I finished school. Um, but it's not coming out till forever later. So I feel like I've had more time to focus on school. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, use that sun to keep you distracted. I have four days off <laughs> where I'm... <laughs> Don't. And then I get back into school before the season starts anyway. So it's like, yeah, I'll still see, have school. You got, you got stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm excited to... Um, Tell you guys some of the history about the teams and some things that the team did well. Um, and now that we're getting into not the most dominant team, maybe we'll do it. We're going to do some things that the team did well and things that we think the team could improve on. Yeah. Um, along with our ratings of the two drivers and the whole team together and then their history. Yeah. It's kind of the format, not in that exact order, but yeah. the format we will do for the next couple weeks giving you the recap and thank you for joining us on this episode this is f1 indie girls and we will see you next week <laughs>